Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Lots to talk about here on a Wednesday. In the final segment of the show, we're going to be joined by Jeff Cobb. Talking all sorts of things, including independent wrestling, Lucha Underground, Matanza, and more. Jeff Cobb is going to be on the show here today. Got a lot of news coming out of Mexico on the heels of the 7.1 magnitude earthquake that occurred in Puebla. We'll talk about that today. Lots of news from the Cubs fans site, luchablog.com. We have a rare interview with Ric Flair. If you remember after the situation went down with Flair, shortly after he began his recovery, there was a photograph of him doing an interview. And I was wondering, where was he doing this interview? Was this with WWE? We later heard it was for People Magazine. Well, some excerpts of that interview are available. We'll talk about that here today on the show. Last night's SmackDown, we have a lot of news leading into the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which is still quite a ways away, a little less than a month away. Obviously, WWE has a pay-per-view this coming weekend. We could talk about that one as well. But we have four matches for Hell in a Cell. We could talk about all of those here on the show today. And we've got information on Monday Night Raw ratings, the Dancing with the Stars ratings with Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella did, in fact, beat Raw with the Dancing with the Stars number. We'll give you those here today. And we'll take your phone calls and emails and text messages. If you want to give us a call, toll-free 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411. Text messages 425-780-7566. We'll take phone calls and emails and text messages all day today. I'm up on Twitter at Brian Alvarez. Mike is at Sempervivi. Email address brian at wrestlingobserver.com. There's a million ways to contact us, and all of them are available on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. So we're going to kick it off after the break with Mike Sempervivi, Wrestling Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. 
But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800-692-0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. we got a lot of news to talk about here today. Ric Flair, SmackDown. Jeff Cobb is going to join us in the final segment of the show. Lots of stuff. I want to add that if you listened to the show yesterday, we were talking about the upcoming Chris Jericho Cruise. ChrisJerichoCruise.com is the website. Some special guests have been added over the last couple of hours. wanted to throw those out. According to the website lineup here, Diamond Dallas Page will be there. Mick Foley, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ray Mysterio, Raven, Busted Open Radio, Keeping It 100 Podcast, Killing the Town Podcast, Beyond the Darkness Podcast, and not Mike Sempervivi has been added. Sounds pretty awful, Brian. <laughs> you were kicked off the boat, I heard. What Is that I, true? What did I do to get kicked off the boat? I don't know, but you're lucky. You know what? You know what? What am I lucky? Well, you know what? I'm I'll lucky tell you that I lucky. don't have to go on this stupid boat trip with these stupid people. I'm going to tell you why you're lucky. You're lucky because if you had been on the boat and you would have gotten heat, they'd have thrown you off the boat into the ocean and you'd be dead. So it's a positive that you were thrown off the boat before you even got on the boat. I'm offended. I can't believe all that horrible stuff that you said about Chris Jericho Cruz yesterday, Mike. Hmm. I hope you're happy. Are you blocked by Chris Jericho now? I hope you're happy that you have just made the list. Uh, I never liked him anyway. Got a lot of news to get into here today. 
In the first interview since last month's health scare, Ric Flair detailed just how dire the problems were and how decades of alcohol abuse led to the situation. Flair and Wendy Barlow, Flair's fiance and formerly Fifi the Maid, spoke to People Magazine last week at the physical therapy center Flair's recovering at in Georgia. The day he told me he had a stomachache and it was really bad and he didn't feel good and we had to go was the day that saved his life because he was slowly dying, Barlow said. The years of heavy drinking led to organ problems and his bowel was dying before he was put into a medically induced coma and underwent surgery. Barlow noted the doctors told her that Flair only had a 20% chance of surviving the surgery. Flair said that he didn't know how bad things were at the time, but Charlotte told him that a doctor told her to go see her father because he wasn't going to make it. Flair was able to survive the surgery, have a pacemaker installed, and get through the immediate dangers that he was facing. He started some physical therapy, but Tina Johnson, a senior editor for People, said that Flair had a long road ahead of him and cannot walk by himself yet. Marlowe credited her oldest daughter, phone conversations she had with Steve Austin, and Hulk Hogan's support as helping her get through the scare. Hogan flew in and visited Flair in the hospital, with Flair reading a message that Hogan wrote to him. Quote, The number of your days shall be filled. Now is the time to tell your story. Now is the time to help millions of people. You are the greatest wrestler I've ever seen, and I have the honor to call a real friend. Love you, my brother. You are the man. The video feature detailed Barlow previously trying to get Flair help for his issues with alcohol. He said that he knows that he'll need to show people he's really changed his lifestyle, but he wants to do motivational speaking and teach others that they need to pay attention to what's going on in their lives. I didn't think I was an alcoholic, but obviously I was, Ric Flair told people. I will never drink again. I never want to go through this again. And a link to the feature can be found at WrestlingObserver.com. So there you go. Charlotte yeah. was told he's not going to make it. That's how bad this was. So a lot of people were like, man, did see the pictures of Flair, how bad he looked. I'm thinking, you know, to be honest, I think he looked pretty good considering the guy was on death's doorstep when the first pictures of him in the hospital came out for everything that the guy went through. Um I saw the people uh, little video that was up there, and I'm happy that this is going on. Um, I don't think it is as revelatory, or uh, yeah, I think that's the the way you would put it. I don't think this is a big revelation here. I I, I wouldn't think, uh, as it's being portrayed, that you know, oh wow, I discovered that I was an alcoholic. You know, this has been a theme, you know, with Ric Flair being Ric Flair for years. If you just read his book, boy, was that a wake up call. You know, you grow up and wanting to be Ric Flair and, you know, the, all, everything you see on TV and the robes and you see him in person. I got a chance to see him in Baltimore during the heyday of the 80s and, and grew up with Ric Flair. You know, be fair to Flair. If you can't be fair to Flair, who can you be fair to? And... You know, I always wanted to be to have something to do with it. I love wrestling. Wrestling had always been there for me. And to grow up and love watching wrestling and wanting to be Ric Flair. And then you read his book. And, you know, I've always had an arm's length thing, whether it be whatever it is with wrestling, whether it be writing or something like that. It's always, you know, for the most part, been at arm, arm's length. You know, you talk to people, go to shows, go, you know, backstage, you know, training schools, things like that. But, you know, you're not actually actively involved in it. You're not one of the boys or anything like that. 
So, you know, I had a family life and I love my family. I always grew up and, and, you know, my father died early. I wanted to, you know, really always wanted to have a family, which is impossible to do in the wrestling business, too, especially as my thoughts of it, what, what it was growing up. And you read the book and it's like, you know, I, I, I can't, you know, I would still probably have loved it another era to, to, you know, especially when I was young to be involved in wrestling. But I look at the family toll that was taken in that book. And, and kind of, I don't want to say in a dismissive way, because it certainly was not, because I know Ric Flair loves his family, but kind of like trying to, the the balance of being Ric Flair, and, and at the end of the day, making everyone accept the fact that that's just what comes with the territory when you're around Ric Flair, it, it always blew me away. And I think we should all be thankful. I know Ric Flair's had some incidents, especially in the last couple of years, uh, that have involved, you know, health or getting involved with the cops or something like that, the thing at the airport and all that sort of stuff. But I think we should be really, really happy that, uh, you know, and Ric Flair should be really, really happy that, you know, things have gone this way. And I think this hopefully is an honest attempt at, at really actually saying something to somebody because things could have turned out a lot worse for Ric Flair than they did. And I think, you know, when it comes to family, you know, the the four wives and everything else. I mean, the the toll of being Ric Flair was was certainly something. And I'm I'm very, really interested. That 30 for 30 that's coming out is I'm really very excited to, to see that and see what comes out about that, because there's going to be a whole side to Ric Flair. I think people see for the first time. This is from LuchaBlog.com. Lucha Libre in Mexico largely on pause following yesterday a 7.1 earthquake in Puebla. Last night's Arena Mexico show was canceled following the earthquake, which brought buildings to the ground in Mexico City and exploded buildings, I might add. I saw that on Twitter. This earthquake took place on the 32nd anniversary of an 8.0 earthquake in Mexico. Many places in Mexico City had or were in the middle of earthquake drills when the actual earthquake happened. You know, this is not meant to be a joke, but isn't the storyline in Lucha Libre that Mil Muertes was buried in the rubble of the actual earthquake that happened 32 years ago? I could have sworn that was a story. Possible. Many places in Mexico City had or were in the middle of drills. The city is forever affected by the 85 earthquake. Every building has exit signs in case of an earthquake. Building codes were changed. There's still significant damage to many buildings in the city and in the rest of Mexico. It helps some amount, but there's still obviously going to be a significant death toll when it is over. Mexico's still digging out today. Twitter feeds I follow that usually talk about Lucha are passing along notices about volunteers needed at different locations, trying to reunite children and the elderly with their families, and passing along emergency contact info. CMLL's arenas are said to be undamaged. They didn't run because the city asked them, asked all public shows to go dark for the night in an effort to clear the streets of as many unneeded people as usual. CMLL will probably run Friday if things settle down, though it is possible they'll need to pass an inspection before they can reopen to the public. CMLL has not announced to Informa whether it has been canceled today, but assume that it is. So that is the update on Mexico. we got to get Steve Sims here on the show at some point in the next couple of days. He was unavailable Monday, but we haven't even talked about the anniversary show for CMLL. we got to talk about this so we'll get him up in a couple of days to talk about that. But when we come back, we'll do more news. We'll take your phone calls, emails, and text messages. And in the final segment, we're going to be joined by Jeff Cobb. Stock Lucha Underground and more Wrestling Observer Live.
I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800-508-5774. 800-508-5774. Call now. That's 800-508-5774. Listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, joined by Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. If you want to give us a call today, 844-411-5411 is the phone number that is toll-free, 844-411-5411. Text messages to 425-780-7566. Well, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Uh, hi, this is Henry Gilbert from Berkeley, California. What's up, Henry? Uh, well, I went to SmackDown Live last night in Oakland, and I have to say that gender promo was even worse in person. Like that, 
that had to be one of the most racist things I've seen WWE do in a while. It, it was terrible. You know what's funny is before I went to your call, I was going to do a couple of text messages about SmackDown, but I decided to go to you first. And it's ironic you mentioned that because every text message, not everyone, but a good majority of them here, are about how much everybody hated that promo by Jinder Mahal. And you're right, the storyline, it's not even a storyline, what WWE doing, is doing in 2017 is they have a WWE champion who is a racist. In 2017, that's what they're doing. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, and it reminds me in a bad way of, like, the Triple H Booker T storyline or also the uh, JBL and Guerrero thing where the heel goes over in the end, so that's when, like, the racist is right. I, and I'm really not looking forward to that happening here. Yeah. That that Triple H uh, Booker T one was a direct descendant from you know angles in the seventies and early eighties that were done in territories. I mean, directly lifted and taken, and they did a lot of those at that time with with Scott Steiner and Ric Flair with the bodybuilding contest where the suit got ripped off of Triple H and all that sort of stuff. I mean, they did lots of that sort of uh, callback stuff. Them doing this with gender has been the thing that I have talked about from the beginning of this thing, which is. You can't trust WWE to go in any direction, but go to the lowest common denominator on this stuff. And yes, it's pro wrestling, so you oftentimes deal in stereotypes anyway, which, okay, there is a way to do it in 2017. You know, you can do it with Rusev, and you can do it in ways like that. You can't do it with things like this, and in the manner that they did it in. There's a reason that the, you know, what, 400 people that were at that show, you know, half of them were <laughs> chanting, you know, this is racist or you've gone too far, whatever the, the you know, the, the quote was. It's just this whole thing has been shaky from the start. And to do, go and take that type of turn when you absolutely didn't have to is just it's mind boggling. Yes. Tell us about this attendance for this show. I hear it was bad. Um, wasn't great. It wasn't, uh, I, I was there at the Oracle arena for raw last year and on the hard camera side, this time it was just empty, which was not the case for raw the year before. And, uh, I mean, on the side camera, right, or the, the side the camera was facing it, there were some empty seats, but it was pretty full. I don't know. I'd say it was a 60% full arena, maybe 50 all right, listen, I want to thank you very much for the call. we got more people here on the line, but i got to say, the thing about that promo when everyone was chanting, like, that's too far or whatever they were chanting, to me, I didn't think they were chanting that because they felt that Jinder had gone too far being racist. I thought they just couldn't believe that he denigrated the Karate Kid. Like, how well, dare you go that far to denigrate the Karate Kid? Because there was a lot of stuff way more racist than that that they didn't chant that's too far for. I think they were just mad that he made fun of Mr. Miyagi. It blew me away that actually Shinsuke Nakamura, after the fact, retweeted or or tweeted out Mr. Miyagi. It was just like, is everybody so... Everybody's everybody's just tone deaf on this one. And again, it's just... No, they're not. They know exactly what they're doing. Well, I know, but it's still... It's the lowest common denominator of doing it, and I think they may have misread it. It seems like they've misread it. Now, will it blow over? Absolutely. I don't think this is going to grow any teeth or anything like that, you know, outside of of wrestling Twitter. Uh, But but who knows? Maybe it does. It is another bad example, another black mark to show that, you know, again... 
WWE does not do race and does not do xenophobia well, even when they're trying to to not do xenophobia well. To the phones, you're on the air. What's going on? Uh, hey, it's Mike from Chicago. Yes, Mike. Okay. I want to talk about Starcade and everything. Here they're bringing it back. Well, they're having a house show. But I think... Oh, well, that's disappointing. Well, either way, I think they might have shot themselves in the foot because... Uh, in advertising the card, they might have spoiled the up- upcoming results for pay-per-views in the next few weeks or so. I mean, they're advertising not, uh, Mahal is still the champion. Yeah. And Metalia is women's champion still. Well, well, hold on. Let me let fortune. me say one thing right here. You, you're right that they are saying that, but they always send out lineups in advance. And, I mean, for the most part, I mean, the, the lineups are just... W- they're just an extension of where they are right now. Uh, sometimes, like, they did spoil one thing where they talked about Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, that is a spoiler there. But, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, announcing announcing that the champion is going to be there and claiming it's a champion who's a champion today, they do that all the time. And titles do change hands and screw all of that up. So I wouldn't say that that's a spoiler, but I would say that, like, Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler is a spoiler as to where they're going. I like to see your point. Another, another thing that would be interesting is if Cody Rhodes actually did decide to show up after that Tuesday with Michael Hayes sent out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible, but I would say improbable that you're going to see Cody and the Young Bucks there on that show. I want to thank you very much for the call. To the phones, you're on the air. What's up? Uh, hey, what's up, Hammond Eggers? Tim in Miami. Uh, on, on the gender pr- uh, promo last night, even before it got racist, did you notice that people were not reacting at all? They weren't booing. They weren't uh, laughing. They were just sitting there like they were in an algebra class. I mean, this guy is just such a disaster. I think algebra is easier to figure out than the gender push, quite frankly. Well, I mean, on the surface, I know. Well, you know, the thing, Brian, it, I don't have a problem with the angle. Like, if there were 1.3 billion people in Bulgaria and they said, oh, we got to put the belt on Rusev, I think people would be okay with that because Rusev is good. He's yeah. just like a star. He can wrestle. He can cut a decent promo. I mean, this guy is so limited, and I don't want anybody to tell me that his body is not somehow chemically enhanced. Okay, I've been working out since I was 10. I look nothing like gender. Well, some people and, uh, have great genetics. Breast and back knee run, unless man breast and back knee runs in the family, he's on something. Well, you know, sometimes that does run in the family. I want to thank you very much for the call. I'm not going to make any accusations here. He says he works out very hard and he eats well. Who am I to doubt the Maharaja? Mm. Let me read some of these texts here, because there are plenty of them. By the way, I was watching WAPA earlier, and it just turned it on now. Puerto Rico, jeez, um, the, the hurricane going through there. So anybody affected by that that happens to be listening, um, our best wishes go out to you there, too. For it says, WWE should be ashamed of Jinder's promo last night. You can't just say what you want and call it getting heat. There has to be a line. And he also adds it. Kevin Owens' promo where he said people like me go to heaven was the best thing in the whole show. That is correct. As as much as the headbutt was absolutely moronic and stupid, that promo was so awesome that Kevin Owens cut on the show last night. This person here says, oh, God. WWE apologists are using the 2009 New Japan Dominion poster with Nazi imagery as an argument for the Jinder segment last night. Is that really happening? 
I think some people brought it up, said, what about this? And it's like, well, uh, number one, it was before this ownership took over. Two, it was 2009. Three. Number three, if it, if it happened, it was stupid. So what's well, the difference? What, well, what difference does it make? In Japan, again, they're looser with that symbol than they are in other places. So I guess it does pop up sometimes. But when they found out that it offended their fan base in Germany, which they do have some, and here in America, which they do have some, they immediately pulled it off and went with a different one and stopped using it. They stuck with the name Dominion, but obviously took that away. But my, my so. point is, if you if WWE does something racist mm-hmm. and you can find another company that's done something racist... So what? How does that make either of them okay? They're both wrong. No clue. No clue. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It is ridiculous. But yes, it's it's silly. And to be honest, it is not widespread. I'm sure it's more of a a trolling attention getter than anything. It says, we be going to SmackDown on October 17th. Hope to see you there. I wonder if that's from Jinder. No, I will not be going to SmackDown. I think SmackDown's in Portland. I think Raw. I'd have to look. Anyway, we'll see. Spurs says, SmackDown is a B-show again with Jinder as the champion. Well, that's not the only reason, but that is a reason. Person here says, how do you guys feel about Jinder's promo last night? It felt horribly racist, and the media isn't taking too kindly to it either, especially with tweets like this. And he sent me a tweet. Uh, It's from a culture writer for the New York Times, Sopan Depp. When I wrote my profile of Jinder Mahal, he told me that he'd push back against writing that he felt was racist, but has never felt he had to. So he's not too happy about that. Wow, a worker talked to a reporter, and and, and the reporter has second thoughts in hindsight? I'll be darned. Huh. Yeah, so apparently the video of this is not available on the WWE's YouTube page. No, that was the thing last night. That did not make it up there. It's not like it went up and got pulled. It never made it up, and that was probably a good idea because, well, obviously the response to it's been what it's been. You know what's amazing? What's that? It's not the first week. He did this last week. Well, I mean, look at the backbone of the the whole push. But and, my and point what is, like, what what's about? taken people so long? Like, they just didn't watch the show last week. Now no. it's a scandal. He did the same they, thing some last people, week. Some people need to get smacked in the face. And Not I guess to mention, them in the face. they did it last week. Then they did it this week. Now people are really complaining about it. So what, they're going to apologize? Like... Jinder went into business. Is he going to take the heat for this now? What's going to go? No, What's going to happen? Unless Mattel calls. You well, know, hold on. We're right happen. up against the break. We'll be right back with Jeff Cobb, Wrestling Live. In this tight labor market, finding new employees can be tough. Whether you're the business owner or an HR professional, you want access to highly qualified candidates fast. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, no matter the industry, with Indeed you get immediate access to a high-quality pool of talent with no long-term contracts or upfront fees. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. 
Independent research shows six times more hires are delivered through Indeed than any other job site, making Indeed your one-stop source for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash offer. That's Indeed.com slash offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host. I can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball, But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. We are joined by Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com, and we're very happy today to be joined by Jeff Cobb. we got a lot of stuff to talk about here today. Jeff has lost his voice, so bear with him. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, just like you said, I kind of lost my voice. Past couple of weeks, just being under the weather and not taking breaks because you know we got to wrestle. So, but I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I went up to your Wikipedia page, and they don't even have a Wikipedia for Jeff Cobb. You're under Matanza Cueto. That doesn't seem right. I yeah, I don't know what's up with that. That's crazy. Now, I mean, the the cat's out of the bag that you portray Matanza on Lucha Underground. So obviously we've got to talk a little bit about that. But first off, how does everybody – have you – have you? I, I, you're not like the, the conduit for everybody that lives in Mexico, but obviously there was the earthquake. I mean, have you heard anything about everybody is doing, anybody in particular having problems? Um, no, I just kind of saw like little like Facebook posts and whatnot, like everybody that I do know that are there, they, they said they're fine and whatnot. So, I mean, that's always a positive. So, I mean – stuff that can be replaced, I guess, you know. 
Let's start at the beginning here, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the current stuff. You have been a professional wrestler now for, I guess, seven, eight years or so. Amateur wrestling, obviously, very high-level amateur wrestling before that. When you were a little kid, did you want to be a professional wrestler? Were you one of those kids that loved pro wrestling, and so you started doing amateur wrestling? Or did you start amateur wrestling and later decide that maybe this could be a career path? Uh, yeah, I, I started uh, amateur wrestling before, uh, just because I thought it was pro wrestling, and stuck with it because that was the only thing I was really good at. So, yeah. And then, you know, I, after college and whatnot, after my career was over, I decided, you know, now's the right time to go start this pro wrestling gig. And, been great ever since so you were one of those kids that went to wrestling class and thought that there was going to be a ring there oh yeah um i was <laughs> wasn't the brightest kid obviously but yeah I, I thought there was going to be wrestling rooms and whatnot and yeah there wasn't there wasn't any i was now, kind of really bummed about that were you disappointed in this i mean did you consider quitting right off the bat did, did your <laughs> coach say like well you know we'll bring the ring in later if you just stick with it for a while or <laughs> I mean, how did it go? Um, re, uh, like that was like one of the re, only things I was really good at, so I stuck with it and uh, took me pretty far. You know, got me a nice college education and whatnot. So, you know, I'm very happy with my choice. Now, now, why do you feel that you took to it so quickly? I mean, do you have do you have like a family history in wrestling, an athletic family? I mean, what was it about you that just wrestling was so easy. Um, probably because I was short. Uh, so, I mean, I, like I, I always wanted to be a basketball player, but I was too short to uh, to do that. So, wrestling was the next best thing. And I, I don't know. It's it weird. It just like, like I just felt like I was supposed to be doing it. Now, when you were out of amateur wrestling. I mean, tell us a little bit about how you got into professional wrestling. I mean, what did you what did you know going in? How much of a fan were you? What was training like? Was was that easy for you or were the bumps and everything like that was that kind of a little bit of a different experience and harder to take to? Um, like the the physical side was not that bad. I mean, cuz I just I just came from college, so I had you know, I just or I just got out of college at that time, you know, so I was still in like really high level shape physically. So like that that side was easy. It was like the I guess the psychology side of it and the the showmanship I guess was the more difficult parts of pro wrestling. Now, were you still in Hawaii when you began training, or where were you? And were you? Did you actively seek it out, or were you kind of recruited and pulled into it with somebody going, "Hey, you know what? Now that your your amateur career is winding down, why don't you go this direction?" Um, I've always wanted to uh, be a pro wrestler. So when I moved back to Hawaii, they had a like I I saw that one of like there was like two companies at the time, and one of them had a show on TV, so I used to watch that and then found out that there was a there was a show like a couple weeks away and pretty close to my place so I, you know, I, I went there and I just kind of like started asking questions and inquiring. Now, 
I guess the early part of your career, some guys come out of amateur wrestling. I think it's usually the guys who were recruited from amateur wrestling, not the ones that were fans growing up, but they have a hard time going in there and doing the job. Like they're, they're not used to going in there and being told, well, you got to lose this match here, buddy. I mean, I presume since you were a fan from childhood, this was never a problem. No, no, not at all. I mean, well, I mean, I was, I was lucky because I did like for the first couple matches, I went on a, pretty cool winning streak so I didn't really I mean honestly I didn't really care as long as you know I did a good job and whatnot so I mean I didn't really care about losing or whatnot like it's it's weird like that but I mean I guess being a fan you kind of see I mean everybody lost so you know it, it didn't really bother me too much did they take one look at you and go we ain't asking this cob kid to job for a while just let him go <laughs> on a tear here for a little bit um I don't know because I mean I was the only one that could do like a shooting star from the top. So I guess uh, that's one of the reasons why I got pushed. Now the Lucha Underground role of Matanza. I mean, the Matanza character was on TV for a long time before you ever debuted. He was, he was, you know, behind something. You never saw him. And it was always Dario. Dario would be looking, he would be looking like this guy was 10 feet tall. He'd be looking like straight up in the air. And so everybody had created this image in their mind of, of this just, absolute giant monster eight foot tall sasquatch type thing i mean did you know in season one before you debuted as an actual wrestler did you know that you were going to be matanza uh no actually that that was supposed to be for somebody else um and i just kind of kind of lucked into it like uh that person didn't want to be that character didn't want to wait that long uh, so I ended up getting that character and, and I was, you know, I just took it as an opportunity and then I ran as far as I could with it. Do you know who that other person was? I mean, did they end up working Lucha Underground season one or what happened? Uh, yeah, they did. But I don't I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I'm throwing them under the bus. So just, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you off here. That's totally fine. But like, yeah, just, I, mean, I, I don't want to throw them under the sure, bus. Sure. Yeah. Now, now when you got that role, I mean, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. When I first, when I first heard that it was going to be Jeff Cobb, I mean, everyone's first thought was, "Well, he's not that tall. You're like five ten, five eleven, somewhere around there. Is that about right?" Yeah, yeah. So, so like the first thought is, "Man, this whole season, like Dario's been looking up like this guy's nine feet tall, and he's really not that tall. I mean, how is this possibly going to work?" But you made the character totally work. Like at the end of the day. I don't think there's anybody disappointed in who ended up playing Matanza, even though going in, they built up something so big. Were you in any way intimidated at the idea that you were going to kind of get this role? Did you kind of feel like, man, I got to live up to this, this unbelievable vision that people have in their head? Um, well, not, I mean, not really, because just, I mean, when they initially told me the character I was going to play, like I didn't understand the, or I didn't really grasp like, how important this this role was you know they're like oh you're you know we're gonna put you as as Dario's brother and I was like oh that's cool you know I kind of just <laughs> it's just a brother you know, I just said yeah I was like oh, that's cool with the brother but then you know I didn't really like grasp or comprehend at the time but then you know uh going into the debut of the, the Aztec Warfare 2 um then I kind of started realizing holy crap like like they're throwing a rocket to my back, and they're they're seeing how far I can go with this thing, and it was crazy. And then that's that's when I 
um, the the day of the tapings is when I finally realized, like, holy crap, this is this is a big deal. So you found out that you're playing like a monster, and did they give you direction into how they? I mean, I presume they had to because it's it's like uh, you know it's it's way more of a production than just your average wrestling show. It's it's a television show. Or did you kind of uh, add in a little bit? He's he's a very, it's kind of like Frankenstein, sort of, just a little more, a little more herky jerky than your normal wrestling style. I mean, how did you create the wrestling style of Matanza? Um, well, I mean, I've been, you know, very lucky to work with a bunch of really smart people, um, like Chris and Joseph. Definitely helped me out with that. Uh, you know, like guys like Chavo Guerrero. You know, they they said, you know, try this, try this, try this, and but they said wrestle as myself. But now you have to wrestle, wrestle as myself, but as a as a monster and you know be bigger than I actually am. So you know it was a work in progress, and they they let me try the the mannerisms, I guess, during dark matches of season one and half of season two. So I was you know I, it was a trial and error. There, I mean, there. It was still in front of the fans, but it wasn't taped or what, or it wasn't taped for TV. So I got to play around with certain things and try try different things. And and even after the character debuted, you know, it was still a work in progress. What's it been like to parlay this success on Lucha Underground into the last two years of of independent bookings, uh, and now possibly with maybe even going to to New Japan as well? I mean, what's this all been like for Jeff Cobb being in in such demand? It's been great, actually. I mean, you know, definitely, like, Lucha Underground gave me a shot. Like, uh, at the time, I was coming off of a, a WWE tryout um, and right before I signed with Lucha Underground. Um, where, I mean, they kind of offered me, like, that Tough Enough season, and then I didn't really want to do Tough Enough. You know, I'd, I mean, if I was in my 20s, I'd be like, heck, yeah, let me do Tough Enough. But I don't know. I just I just didn't see myself in that, in that position or role, so I went with Lucha Underground, and and they definitely gave me the a nice uh, exposure to a bunch of fans that wouldn't have been able to see me if I just stuck with independence. And I mean, it definitely helped out, like you know, getting seen by working with um, a bunch of guys that are on PWG who ended up vouching for me to come to PWG. So, like you, like you know, Lucha Underground definitely opened some doors for me. Got about a minute here, but on October 5th, MLW One Shot Orlando, Florida, one of my co-hosts, Filthy Tom Lawler, is going mm. to be challenging you on that show. Have any thoughts on Filthy Tom? Um, I think he's an incredible athlete. Uh, I mean, you have to be to be in the UFC, I think. Um, I mean, I they just don't grab any Joe Schmo on off the streets and say, hey, I come come fight on come fight for under a UFC contract, you know what I'm saying? So like I definitely respect the that side of him. Um but I'm definitely gonna bring the fight to him. I mean I've wrestled some MMA guys in my time. Um and you know Tom Lawler's not gonna be any different. You know, May or October fifth, definitely it's gonna be my world. So and, you know, people are kinda sleeping on our match, so that's definitely one another uh another Another thing that's motivating me, so it's it's going to be a it's going to be a barn burner, or as Jr. Uh, would say, a slobber knocker. It will be a slobber knocker. Very quickly, did you ever consider MMA? 
Uh, no, no. Um, you know, I have, I have a. I don't like getting hit in the face. And it's too pretty. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's too pretty. Too yes. Pretty. All right, we'll stand by back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Girl, I come to see you. know I love so. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Jeff Cobb is joining us here today. And we got about a minute here, so let's get some plugs in for everything you've got upcoming, including 
October 5th, Orlando, Florida, MLW one-shot Filthy Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb, the Guilt Nightclub, Orlando, Florida. Jeff, what else do you have coming up? Um, yeah, I got a all pro wrestling this uh, this Friday uh, down in the Bay Area in Daly City, California. Uh, really looking forward to that card. It's uh, the first time that uh, I guess John Morrison and uh, and uh, pretty much it's, it's a reunion of Eminem, with with the exception of Molina. But other than that, like it's it's going to be great. Um, you know, APW always puts on great shows. So I mean, that's that's coming up on Friday, and then definitely like you mentioned, October fifth. Um, MLW is definitely going to shake the streets of Orlando, so I'm, I'm really excited for that one as well. And at Real Jeff Cobb on Twitter? Yes, sir, that'd be me. That's a place to go. You can grab your shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash Jeff Cobb, and there's information on that Twitter page as well on how to contact him if you want to book him for your show. So check it out, at Real Jeff Cobb. And Jeff, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today, and best of luck on the MLW show and everything else you got coming up. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on, man. It's it's awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, and of course, we're out of time, everybody. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, here on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network. You can check out more at sportsbyline.com. I want to thank Mike, as always, everybody in the studio, callers and listeners. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live. 